Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to another episode of Priorities on Purpose. If you loved episode 25, you are going to absolutely love this episode. We're continuing that conversation because, honestly, I recorded it all for one episode and it was like an hour long. And I thought, if you're anything like me, you get interrupted easily, distracted easily. And I didn't want you to miss the second part of this episode. And so we just split it into two so that it's easier to digest, I guess. And so without further ado, let's get started. How to find a church when you haven't been going to church. And this is in the building of the church, not necessarily online, although that is part of the step. That is definitely a step towards finding a church, but not to stay there, right? Because God wants you back inside the building. Without further ado, let's get started. Hey there, I'm Melissa Bat, the host of Priorities on Purpose, a podcast for overwhelmed direct sellers who want to grow their income, audience, and influence without sacrificing their mental health and main priorities. Whether you're just starting a new adventure or you're 15 years in and have already climbed the ranks, I want to help you have the life and the business of your dreams. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Or maybe you thought you had it and something changed. Whether you have your entire dream mapped out or have completely given up on all the possibilities, I'm here to remind you that God is bigger than the little box we put him in. This side gig is part of his plan. It's not your sole purpose, but it absolutely has purpose. As a Christian life and business coach, I'm here to help you get out of your head and live with intention so you can enjoy what matters most without the guilt. More time to do what you love, more peace, more impact, more money, and opportunities to give to those you want to help. I promise to be your hype girl, business bestie, and biggest cheerleader as I share proven and simple strategies that will be sure to help you live a fulfilled life with a strong, sustainable business. Are you ready to stop chasing all the shiny things and get laser focused? Put your earbuds in while you're cooking dinner or folding that laundry and let's get to it, friend. This is one time when multitasking is actually going to be beneficial. How do you find a church? When God says you need to go back to church, what do you do? How do you get there? How do you go from just stay in the sphere of like the fear and the paralysis analysis of like, but I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. So then you don't go or you don't want to go alone. I get that. I have helped three coaching clients recently go back to church because they felt that tug. Not because I told them, although one I did probably. One of them, I definitely was like, I think, I think God's calling you to go back to church. You've got to go back to church. It's time. But in that conversation with her, like, I thought she went back right away. And then later she's like, I still haven't went. And I was like, what? Why haven't you went? She's like, Melissa, like, I don't even know where to start. And so I looked for her a church and found one for her to go to. I gave her a list of like five. And I've now done that for three coaching clients. And a Breakthrough Challenge member. And so here are some of the questions I asked. Like, what kind of church do you think you would like? Is there a specific domination you're looking at? If there's a denomination, you know, like, some of them are very similar. Like, I grew up in a Baptist church. Then I went to a Methodist church. I got married in a Methodist church. And then somehow we ended up at an Assembly of God. And so Assembly of God and Church of God are very similar. And then there was another church that we went to that, was neither of those, but was very similar to those. So like you can DM me and I will help you with this. Okay. Because again, 
I'm not getting into all the theology and like this or that, like wherever you feel comfortable. And the most important thing is like, what are you looking for? Like, what do you want the music to be like? Do you want traditional hymns? Do you like upbeat music? One of the things that I was like, I, this is a must have. I want the music to be so loud that I can't hear myself sing. Because if I can hear myself sing, that's all I'm going to think about. And I'm going to be super insecure. And I want to sing and I want to worship God. And I don't want others to like, I don't want to hear myself sing because I can't sing. I'm tone deaf. And so that right there, that was one of my requirements. I wanted something where they had things for children. That was really important to me. At one point in time, like we would drive up to 30 minutes to go to a church. And that's, you know, like I always will ask, like for that criteria, like how close does it need to be for you to go? And again, you know, like I would drive up to 30 minutes for a good church, but it's really cool when it's only like five. Right. And so that's one thing I ask. How big do you do you want a mega church or do you want like a super intimate, a group of 20, a group of 50, somewhere in the middle? You know, in some of these questions, you may not know until you go. And that's okay too. If you're like, I don't, I've never even been to church. I don't even know what to expect. I don't know what I want. Best thing to do is ask your friends. Ask them on Facebook or Instagram, you know, I'm thinking about going back to church or going to church. Where do you go? And can you tell me about it? Or could I go with you? That is how one of my Breakthrough Challenge members ended up going back to church. And she sent me a message on on Easter Sunday saying, oh my gosh, I did it. I went by myself and I loved it. And again, you just, you, sometimes you just have to ask. And so again, you also have to know like, okay, so I, I, I got through those questions. Let me tell you some of the other things I do because for some reason I'm an out of the box thinker. I think it's just because I'm nosy and I have anxiety sometimes and I need to know all the things because these are the things that are going to trip me up. I'm like, what are they wearing? What do they wear? Like, do I need to wear a dress? Do I need to wear a skirt? Is everyone dressed up? Can I wear my jeans? Like, these are the questions I ask myself when I'm going to a new church. So this is what I do. I will go, I will look and see if they have any live stream episodes of their church. A lot of times you will find a live streaming on Facebook or YouTube of the church, sometimes even on their website. I definitely check out their website because I want to know, like, do they have small groups? I want to know the name of the pastor. I want to know the children's director or whatever. Like, I want to know all these things. And then I also go and I stalk their social media accounts because I want to know what the pastor thinks and likes and what kind of person he is before I ever step foot into the church. And the same thing with the children's director. Or, you know, the, the children's minister. I want to know who's going to be having my kids or responsible for them if I want my kids to be left without my supervision. A lot of times I would make Eric go. And I, I know this is one of the ways that, you know, because I am married and I can boss my husband around a little bit. Like a lot of times I could get him to go first and then he would tell me if he thinks I would like it. And then I would go. But not all of you can do that. So there are some other things you can do. Look and see if you have it. Like you can go to their Facebook page and it will show who's liked or follows their page and see if you know any of those people. And then be like, hey, do you go to this church? What do you know? 
Like ask the questions, get curious. I know when I had first moved, obviously I didn't have any friends in that area. You can, if you're moving for a job, ask the people. Like I did that. My, when we moved to South Carolina, the first church we went to was where his boss went. Didn't work out so well because when we switched churches after I came there, because that church was like a little too much for me, they fired him. That's a whole nother story. But there's a lot of things that you can do, you know, looking at the church, listening, like what kind of praise and worship music? If you want traditional hymns, a lot of times they're live streaming that and you can listen to the live stream and know what kind of music they're playing, what people are wearing how long the services are. Do they have Sunday school in regular church? If they do, that doesn't mean you have to go to both because there's a lot of people that don't do the Sunday school, but they just come for regular church. Do they have like a Wednesday night service? Do they have a youth program? You're going to find all that out by doing that. these things. Going to their social media accounts for the church and going to their website if they have a website and do not judge them if it is not perfect because a lot of times depending on how big the church is it's volunteers that are putting the website together because most churches don't have money to hire people to do that for them because they're using that money for you know keeping the electric on water for the church paying someone to clean the church those kind of things and so don't hate on them if their website is a little messy. It could be. That doesn't mean it's not a good church. It just means they need more money and more volunteers and more people in the church. And so those are some of the things that I think has been super helpful for me when it comes to finding a church. And again, if you try one, like there was one that I absolutely loved, but my kids didn't like. And so then I was like, okay, well, let's try this other one. And so we went to another one and we all liked it, but it was so big. And I know because I've been to a lot of different size churches that I want to be able to talk to my pastor. And this church, the pastor didn't even shake hands at the end of the service or anything like that. And I want to look eye to eye every once in a while. Like, I'm not one of those that's going to stand and have an hour-long conversation all the time. But I want, I want a church where the pastor knows my name. I've been to small churches. And sometimes the small churches, like there was one church that we went to in South Carolina. And it was super small. I had never been to a church that small except for the one where, you know, Cecil, the deacon, would come pick me up for the pizzas. And that church was like home for me for a really long time. And what I found was it was very small. And I realized they weren't, most of the church was comfortable being small. And I know that there's a whole lot of people that need Jesus and I'm not comfortable being small. I want to be in a church that's willing to grow because I think that's what God calls us to do. And I, I want to be the hands that, like, I want to serve. I want outreach. I like all of that's really important for me. And so the church that we're at now, I remember it was funny because it was the jail ministry that really sold me. And because of the pandemic, I still have not been able to go to the jail ministry and be a part of that. But I felt like that was something that God was calling me to do. And so one day I am going to be doing that. But I don't know what happened, but they hadn't opened it back up since the pandemic. And hopefully they will do that soon. But 
again, like look for those kind of things. And then once you get there, talk to people. I know it's scary. I'm an introvert with anxiety. I know it can be scary to go into a new church. But look for someone with a smiling face and friendly eyes and just be, you you know, be like, oh, my gosh, this is like, tell them it's your first time. I don't know if anyone else does this. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Sometimes when I'm in a city that I'm like, I literally am a tourist. Okay. Like, let's say I was in New York City or I was in Panama City Beach. That's where I went on vacation last time. I never want to look like a tourist. I want to look like I've always, like I live there. Why? There's no shame. Why can't I just be a tourist? Why can't you come into the church and not know where everything's at? Because for crying out loud, it's the first time you've ever been there. That's okay. Why are you putting shame on yourself for this being the first time you're inside the church? You don't have to. Drop the shame. You know, my passion is to help you drop the shackles of shame. And shame shows up in so many different ways, you know, and I will be talking about shame a whole lot more. But right now, I just want to say, like, do not let shame hold you back from making the first move, going to the church in the first place or looking for someone with friendly eyes. Surely there's someone at the front door to greet you and saying, hey, I am new here. I'm super nervous. Like, acknowledge the elephants. Just tell people. I know at my church, if you were to come and you would be like, I am new here, like, I'm pretty sure the first thing they're going to do is find someone and be like, hey, do you want to give her a tour? Let's show her around. Absolutely, they would do that because they want to make you feel at home. And so don't be afraid to ask where the bathrooms are. Don't be like, I remember when Eric and I first started dating, Eric went to church. I did not. And so I remember asking someone I worked with who I would have considered churchy, like I didn't go to church at that point. And, and she did. She like wore skirts and everything. And I loved her. She had long hair, always had a bun, wore skirts. And I loved her. She, her and I like talked quite a bit. And I was like, he's inviting me to church. What do I do? And what do I wear? And all these things. And, you know, because I was willing to ask those questions, I like was more comfortable because I was aware. So don't be afraid to ask the questions necessary. Call the church and say, hey, do you have something for kids? Do you, you know, if you have someone with a disability, ask. You know, there's a lot of churches nowadays, and I'm, I really hope that ours will do this soon and have something for special needs children so that moms and those who are raising those children can be fed as well because they still need the community. And a lot of times they feel like they can't go to church because nobody can watch their child because of the special needs that's required to be met. And so, again, that's what this episode is about. I'm going to wrap up with this because this has been a really long episode. Yesterday, after church, I parked behind the church in this big parking lot because I was running late. Some things are hard to hard to break. And in that, like there was this whole group of kids that were out there playing basketball and because there's basketball goals there. And I had actually asked our youth pastor yesterday. I was like, so when are we going to get those youth kids to come? Like, why aren't they coming into church? Is anyone inviting them? Like, what's going on with that? 
And um, so when I left, there was like, I mean, probably 20 kids out there. And again, I don't want them just to come to church for the sake of going to church. I want them to come to our church to have their needs met because Jesus is in the building. And while Jesus is everywhere, I know like they're going to get, they're going to see the hands and feet of Jesus and people are going to love on them and help them feel loved and appreciated and valued and worthy and all of that stuff. So I went up and I was talking to them and there was some very eclectic kids. Like you could tell some of them were a little rough. Some of them were not your average churchgoer, I would say. And I'm not saying this to pre, gosh, I already got myself into a mess. How am I going to even finish a story? So there was this one boy who I'm assuming may be in the process of maybe he's transgender. I don't know. I didn't ask. He just told me his name and we talked. Like, I, I didn't know to call him a she. So I'm just going, it was a guy. And um, he had makeup on and his ears pierced. And, um, but he still had like super short hair and he was dressed like a guy. So that's why I think I'm like, I'm not quite sure where that is. That's where I'm at in the story. Like, I don't know. I don't have all the details. But in this conversation, I was talking to him and I was like, so, why don't you come to church? Like you guys are hanging out in the parking lot. Why don't you come in? And he's like, that building, the fire would take me out immediately. Like basically he's no good to the church. The church can't have him. He like, he, he would be like, uh, knocked dead on the spot walking in the doors because he's so bad. And it broke my heart because I'm like, no. And I remember my grandma and you can go back to, I think episode 18 on the podcast where I talk about the relationship with my grandma and me being able to help her know Jesus before she died. And my grandma used to say it because I would invite her to church. I'm like, hey, grandma, you want to go to church with us? She was like, I can't go to church. That whole place would fall down and catch fire if I went in there because she felt like she was so bad. And that, like, it broke my heart to hear those words again from this kid who like you could tell that just the way he talked, there's a lot of brokenness in his life. He's in foster care. He's aged out. I don't know all the other situations, but that right there, like he doesn't have a family, so to speak. And so, and that's just from what he told me, not that I'm assuming, just in case we have some people on here who want to go there and and think that. Um, that's just what he had told me. And so in that, though, it just broke my heart because I'm like, no, 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 no. That, like, no, you are welcome. You're welcome, too. It's not just for people that look like me. In fact, there's a lot of times when I felt like it wasn't for me because I didn't have it all together. God doesn't call us to have it all together to come into the church. We need to look at the churches for the broken people. We are all broken. And just because some of our sins and some of our struggles are more available for the public to see than others doesn't mean that the other stuff isn't there for the other people. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Anyways, this episode has been really long. I'm going to go now, but I want to tell you, if you've been feeling the call to go back to church, go back to church, friend. It will be the best thing that you have ever done because God is doing something in the church, the revival, like Revival is here. And if the revival is here, 
He needs more workers. And you and I, as believers, because this message really is for the believers who just like, the church failed me. It's for, that's who this message is for. Like, you need to go back to church because the church may have failed you, but that needs to stop. And the only way it's going to stop is if people like you and me start going back to church so we can show up and be the church for those who are learning about God for the first time and are coming into the doors hungry, lost, and broken, and just need someone to see them. All right. That is it for this episode, y'all. The Breakthrough Challenge is coming up. So the Breakthrough Challenge, we... Let me look at my board. We're in week 11. So in two weeks, we will be starting a new workshop talking about the 12 weeks of success plan that I teach based on a book by, I don't know, Brian Moran called The 12 Week Year. My version is a little bit different than his, but it's based on that book. So I read that book and was just fully like, inspired to do this. And I've been teaching it for a while now. So I will be teaching a workshop on that and goal setting in that area. And then after that, you can sign up to be a part of the challenge. And that is where for 12 weeks, we do group coaching. I help you with your plan. And your plan doesn't have to be all business related. In fact, I actually encourage everyone to not have all business ideas and goals. So if you have a business and you want one to be business related or one related to whatever your industry or job is, your occupation, you can, but it can be very much about marriage. It can be about your relationship with God. It can be about money. It can be about organization, like your health. All goals count. No more than three. And I always tell those that have the business goals, they have to have one in there that is not business related because I coach overly ambitious women and they all can think of all of the goals and all the things they want to do for their business or their nonprofit or whatever, because they're very driven. And the things that are most likely to be neglected is their marriage, their own health, their relationships with others. And so we've had several actually have goals to go back to church this round. And next round, I know we have some that have goals to, only because we have done that, we did an intensive. Breakthrough Challenge members were invited to an intensive that I did. And so some of them already have all their goals planned for this next round. And so some of them coming up like to love on their husband. They're, they're going to write like love notes to their husband every week. Some of them are going to decluttering is a big one every single round, eating more clean, going back to church, getting involved in their community. Those are just some ideas. One girl, she is going to climb a mountain and that's super cool. And I can't wait to cheer her on in that. And so how we do that, because it's not about just having the goal but it's actually creating the plan. And we do that inside the workshop that I do. And the workshop is completely free. So again, I want to encourage you to get signed up for that. I will put a link here for a link for the books that I'm currently reading about triggers and then a link to sign up for the next breakthrough challenge, because I'm telling you whether you're in business or you're just doing life. And if you're breathing, God ain't done with you yet. You're living life, whether you're existing 
or living, I want to help you get to living. And once you're living, like there are things that God's calling you to walk out and I want to help you do it. And so that's what this challenge is. It's the breakthrough challenge. And we start, the challenge starts May 1st. That's week one, but we will be doing the workshop the week before. So I think it is the 24th starts the workshop where I do the free training. So go check that out with the link and get signed up. We will do all those trainings inside the Real Talk Tribe community. And that's my free Facebook group. And okay, I think that's it now. I'll talk to you guys later. Hey friends, that's it for this episode. If you found value, I would love it if you could take a couple of seconds and leave me a quick review. While it may seem super simple, it is so beneficial and gives me the opportunity to help more women. Also take a screenshot and share it on social media with your biggest aha today. Don't forget to tag me at Melissa Bad Official so we can connect. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, friend, keep walking it out one baby step at a time because God's got you.